Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Teen Wealth Radio. I hope uh, wherever you are, it is just as sunny as it is out my window. Uh, But if not, we're going to be talking about a non-sunny topic today. Uh, I'm really excited to welcome one of my dear friends. Her name is Janice Bondi, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about heartbreak and her experiences in life and, and some of the things that she's learned going through heartbreak. It's something that affects, I think, all of us at least some point in our lifetime, and it's something that we really don't understand. And I'm really glad that Janice is here to open up about her experience, maybe give us some tips on if you're going through heartbreak or a friend is how you can help them. So Janice, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Brandy. It's so awesome. So just tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about in life. Okay, so I'm, um, what can I say? I'm 49 years old and uh, working in hospitality uh, most of my life. Um, I'm very passionate about helping others. So that's kind of why I wanted to be here on uh, on your show and share my learnings. I appreciate that. And what are some of the other hobbies that you have in life? Well, I'm part of the pinup community here in Vancouver, BC. So uh, participate in pageants and so forth. Um, I really like to read and uh, socialize and take care of uh, my family. Nice. And why was the topic of heartbreak something that you wanted to share with us today? Well, I think that a lot of people experience it, and I, I hadn't experienced it until recently, and I, it all made sense now of what people are going through and, and the, the pain uh, that people travel through, and uh, I wasn't aware of how little support there really is for people who are heartbroken out there. Yeah, and I think some people tend to poo-poo what, oh, heartbreak, oh, just get over it, kind of like some people do with mental health, which I think is very unfair because... Uh, we were talking about earlier that scientists have actually proved that heartbreak affects your heart and your body physically. So I'm glad that we're going to chat about it today because I know a lot of young people, especially when they have their first heartbreak, it really feels like it's the end of the world. So maybe to tell everyone a little bit about who you were as a teen, can you tell us about what you were like growing up as a child? Were you very outgoing and friendly or were you reserved and what were you like as a teenager? Well, I'm quite like I was now, uh, very outgoing and very social. But in high school, I didn't really have a lot of close friends that went to my school. So during lunch, I would be doing my homework, and I didn't have very many, many people to hang out with, and I didn't really belong to any cliques in the uh, the school at all. But I had many other friends that went to different schools, so that was really good. We had more things in common. I belonged to a couple sports teams. Well, of course, it was five-pin bowling, if you'd call that a sport, but... Um, Went to a couple sports teams and uh, did a lot of artsy things like pottery and uh, drama. Very cool. Um, and did you experience heartbreak as a teenager at all? Like, did you have any crushes that maybe on a very small scale, did you ever get turned down or, or break up with someone as a teenager and that affected you? No, I was, I was the, the girl that was always crushing on the boys that didn't uh, seem to know that I existed. Um, writing about my diary, about, oh, I think you looked at me today, um, I saw him in the hallway, and uh, he, he, I, I said something stupid, and <laughs> I feel like a nerd now, so yeah, you know, I didn't really, I dated a little bit here and there, but n- none of the boys that went to my school seemed to notice me, so 
Um, yeah. I had a date outside of my high school, so that was okay. Nothing, nothing really uh, that you dream about, that you dream about the, the one that you're going to, you know, spend lots of time with and uh, get that lovey-dovey feeling with. So yeah. didn't have that until later. And how did you feel about love when you were younger? Like, I know some people had parents that were married for a long time. Others had parents that divorced. Um, and, and they're just like, no, I'm not into the whole marriage and love thing. How did you, what was your kind of idea or concept of love when you were a teenager and growing up into college years? Well, I actually uh, just thought that, you know, you fall in love, you get married and you live happily ever after. I was always under, after that fairy tale of how life goes. And um, of course, I found out that life doesn't really go that way quite often. Uh, my parents were together. My parents were together for 50, 51 years before my father passed away. And I always thought that's how it was supposed to be. You meet somebody and you support each other and you take on the world together. And um, yeah, things are a little rocky. You know, I, I dated around. I um, I had a, an engagement, which broke up. Um, and I was married for 10 years and divorced. And uh, recently I had a five-year relationship and it ended in the fall. So um, yeah, that's when I experienced my very first heartbreak after all these years. I love that you talked about love being a fairy tale because I think I know, especially myself, even though I could watch like what my parents went through in terms of a healthy relationship and, and sometimes difficult times that came I would still kind of revert back to the idea of, oh, that's just our family. But all these, like, I would think of like the Disney fairy tales. And I think a lot of young people grow up thinking that that's what love looks like. So I love that you mentioned that because I think we have this idea in our head that's really not healthy, I think, going into starting to date and things like that. And I think it it contributes a lot to when you do get, whether it's betrayed or someone just breaks up with you because there's not mutual interest. I think a lot of that like some of the heartbreak I think comes from our idea of what love should be and that you keep fighting for each other no matter what and all these lovely things when really it's just two humans trying to figure themselves in a relationship out right so exactly so tell us what so your first heartbreak happened not very long ago um tell us what 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 that was like when what that experience was like for you so I was dating for about five years and um, it came out of the, the, the breakup came out of the blue. So it came very traumatically. Uh, we were eating a meal and there was no signs before. I had the, the loving text that we, we've had for years and years. And, uh, you know, he was leaving me flowers and notes and so forth. And then we were eating a meal together because we're spending special time. And all of a sudden he just said that um, he didn't want to see me again and that we should break up and I uh, my instincts told me that there was someone else and um, he didn't he, he denied it but um, I you know my instinct told me all, uh, otherwise but um, you know the, the, the truth comes out later so I found out that he d- dumped me for another girl so um, it came as a huge shock and uh, you know you spiral through a, a lot of different emotions and you, you you're in a dark place and a uh, yeah a really dark place I, do you think the dark place comes from, um, like, wh- where do you think that, that comes from? Like, is it is there one thing in particular, do you think because it was so sudden or because you had given so much yourself to this person? Do you feel like, I mean, I know when I've been in a long relationship and it's ended, I feel like I've almost, I try to look at it as if I've learned something from that, not wasted time. But I think at the beginning, especially when I was younger, going through kind of my first breakups, I was like, oh, that was a waste of time to put so much love and energy into that person. And I really rationalized it unrationally if 
that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and if there was, and if there was someone else, that was that made it even worse because it was like, oh, somebody else was, I wasn't good enough, and they were probably better than me, and I would literally throw it on my own self esteem and like push myself down. Yeah. Did you did you do that with your experience? Yeah, totally. And I think the pain comes from being rejected. Um, I learned out a little while ago that the pain that you experience when you break up is very similar, and the rejection that you feel is very similar. It goes back to the ancient days when our ancestors would be living in small groups and uh, trying to survive on the land and everybody really had to support each other for meals and hunting and gathering and so forth. So if you were rejected out of that group, it was basically a death sentence. So that's why you feel like you're going to die because you've been rejected. It's the same type of pain that you feel. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it brings you down to a very deep uh, place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love I love looking up quotes when I'm talking about a subject that's kind of heart centered. And I think heartbreak definitely is. And I was looking through a bunch of them about broken hearts. And I found this one that I, I really like because it helps. I don't know, helps me kind of understand that there's a possibility for something beautiful in the next relationship, even though right now I feel so dark. And, and it's the quote is, if you can love the wrong person that much, imagine how much you can love the right one. And I thought I think that totally brings kind of comfort and some inspiration for a possible relationship in the future. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> totally. But I, yeah, I totally agree with that. But I, of course, I haven't really found the, the right love yet. I'm still single. Yeah. But yeah. um, I think that that comes later on. I think that you reflect back to, to where you were at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're, when you're heartbroken and when you're in the depth of depth of despair and you, you feel like you're going to die, um, mm -hmm. you can't really see past that. So it, it's getting past that hurdle that, that I think is the challenge. And I'm sure that uh, there's quite a few teens out there that are experiencing that. And, and if, if there's teens that are experiencing heartbreak right now, what, what are some of the like symptoms or things that they could be experiencing? Like what, what might they be feeling? Well, extreme sadness. It's a heartache. It's a pain in your body that you can feel. Um, you feel like crying all the time. So you're very emotional. You can feel very sad. You can be very angry and you can lash out at other people. Um, no sleeping. It's difficult sleep uh, patterns. Uh, you might not be hungry or you either start overeating or not eating at all and have no, no appetite whatsoever. So um, yeah, it, it, it's various for different people, but um, it, it's a, it feels like you're not yourself. Yeah. It sounds almost like the same kind of symptoms as depression in a way where you just, there's like, you, you have no push behind you to move forward. You know, it's yes. like everything shuts down, time stands, stands still. You're not interested in doing the th same things that you were because you had potentially, I don't know, but maybe in your mind that you'd be doing them together with this person you cared about. It's like, you don't want to go on experiencing great things without this person. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I know... I know when, when I went through one of my toughest ones, I literally was like three months in bed, like work, home to bed, hogging dos, sad, crying. What the hell? Why am I not good enough? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a heavy, it's a very heavy thing. What, what, it what is. were some of the initial things that you went through, like with your, with your body <laughs> at the well, beginning? Was, what did you like that? You feel like you can't go on. You feel like you're going to die. And my heart rate was at 140 for a number of days. I actually went to the, the hospital to get myself checked out. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't sleep uh, yeah. maybe 20 minutes a night. I couldn't eat. Uh, mm -hmm. I had no appetite whatsoever. Um, 
I had a bad taste in my mouth. It was the, like the saying, oh, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Well, sure enough. Yeah. I left, <laughs> had a really bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, you, you, you can't think straight and you're angry and you, you don't know what to, what to feel. Yeah. I think when I, when I'm talking to young people about depression and anxiety, for example, I try and explain to them scientifically as well, what their body's going through. So they realize it's not all like, I think a lot of times like with heartbreak and depression and anxiety, you think it's all in your head and you're creating, making it worse than it actually is where it's your body actually trying to fight these different chemicals and emotions that are going through. So um, we're just going to go to our first commercial break, everyone. And we'll be right back to talk more about heartbreak with Janice Bondi. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I think everyone's going to enjoy the topic that we're talking about today because even though it's a sad one, we're talking about how everyone goes through it. So even if you feel alone... Uh, in heartbreak, uh, um, everyone that you know has probably gone through it or will go through it at some point that you learn to kind of get through your heartbreak. 
Janet? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I was just making sure you're still there. <laughs> Sorry. <It's here. laughs> so, so um, what are some tips that you learned after going through your heartbreak that you could maybe share with people so they can help themselves? Okay, so uh, all those broken hearts out there, um, this is a, uh, you might feel really low and you might feel very down, but you got to look at it as if it's a, it's a really good time for you and an exciting time for you to really get in touch with your values and change your life for the better is what you got to look at it as. So um, there's lots of things that you can do um, and, and to practice practicing self-care. Um, I, I did quite a few things. I was uh, journaling quite a bit. It helps a lot for many other people. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not a professional counselor, but uh, counseling is always a good choice. Uh, might give you some uh, better reflection. Um, let's see, meditations uh, as well. Um, and you really have to uh, go through the emotion. So in the depth of, of despair that you're in, you have to remember of what you're telling yourself. So when you're going through a breakup and say, for example, uh, you're left for somebody else, like I was, um, you got to, what you're telling yourself about you as a person is, might be a little bit wrong from what it actually is. So Brandy, like you said, that you're, oh, I'm not good enough compared to this person. And it's not necessarily true. So you have to remind yourself of all of your good qualities. So um, if you're into journaling, uh, write, write down a list of all those great qualities. Have a friend help you um, and put your thoughts down on paper because it helps um, really process the feelings that you're, you're experiencing. So it's important to actually feel that pain instead of distracting you from, from what you're actually feeling. Otherwise, how are you going to heal? I really like that. Feel that pain. Allow yourself to feel that pain. I know it's a human experience and you can walk yourself through it. I think that's so, so important. Did you get a sense of anxiety through your heartbreak as well? Like, was it sadness or was it like, did you have an anxiousness about, I have to do something about this as well? A little bit of everything, really. Um, I did have an, I, I was uh, experiencing anxiety as well. Um, yeah, you, I, you have to really separate yourself from, from the rest of the world and really get in touch with your feelings. So um, you want to go no contact with that person that you're separating from. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's hard in this day and age. We have social media and everything. So you might find yourself uh, stalking that person online to see if you can get any information about them. Um, stuff like that. You want to go no contact, uh, no texting, no messaging, no phone calling and, and so forth. Because it brings you back to, uh, to a sad place. So you want to really force yourself to go in a different direction in a more positive way. Yeah, I guess these days with social media, it's, I mean, it must be so hard because a lot of the times I think people make only post the best things about their life on social media as well. So maybe they are with somebody new and having uh, like a fight or something like that, but they would never post that they're struggling with this new person. They they'd post pictures of them being happy too. So it makes it even harder because you're only seeing the good stuff about what's happened. And I'm sure they're also going through some kind of difficulty with this unless they are completely heartless. <laughs> um, some people heartless you know that that could be the the thing too right yeah um it doesn't really matter um mm -hmm. what matters is you and your feelings and where you're going with this this pain totally you know it was very interesting when when i had that really bad breakup a long time ago my friends were like do you want me to go beat him up what, what should we do and and he had actually stolen a lot of money from me as well this person and when when he broke up with me he disappeared with a bunch of my money <laughs> And everyone was like, we know where he is. We can find him. Da, 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 da. 
And they're like, let's retaliate because I have some really awesome gangster friends that just love me to bits and would do anything for me. And I just kept saying to them, I'm like, no, nah, it's his loss. And they're like, how are you how are you dealing with this so well? And yes, I still had my Hagen Dawson cries every night because it really hurt my heart that this person had just stomped on it. Um, but I said to them, I said, look, he's he's missed out on a woman who's going to love him every single day for the rest of his life, be honest with him, cherish him, cook him breakfast, lunch and dinner, always have the house study because I'm that type of person. And I was like, I missed out on a couple grand and some guy who didn't truly love me. So that was how I was like, eh. you know, <laughs> yes, I still yeah, cried sometimes because those are human emotions. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, it's their loss, those, the, the ones that um, walk away. It's just hard to deal with at the beginning, right? <laughs> exactly. It's very hard to deal with. And it's hard to get out of that and think that way uh, when you're in that pain. So yeah. um, like I said, you really have to feel that feel that pain. Uh, like I said, journaling is great. Uh, you know, many people write songs. You hear yeah. about all these songs about the heartbreak or writing songs, writing poetry, writing stories, uh, yeah. listing your values. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and standing by them and and actually really looking at that relationship that you're out of mm -hmm. and uh, listing all of the things that weren't good about it. So when you're dealing with heartbreak, you're always kind of looking at that relationship in the best possible light and what you're missing out on. But you forget all the bad things you're missing out on too. So if the relationship wasn't perfect, which is most of the relationships out there, yeah. uh, you want to list all those things, all those qualities about that person you didn't like. Yeah, yeah you want to list those down. Yeah. That person, you know, um, didn't like what I, didn't like the same music as you. That that person didn't like uh, hiking like you did, um, yeah. and so forth. Well, list those all down, and this is you got to remind yourself of that's not the person you want to be with. Yeah, I love that you said that because I was wondering what you meant by list your values. Like what? So what values are important to you in a relationship, and then you can really see that this person definitely wasn't like if your goal in in life is to work hard and travel the world and experience a lot of new things. And this person just wanted to stay home and, and like read books or watch TV or play video games, for example, then great because it, you could, you saved yourself probably many years where you were not living with the partner that was right for you. So is that what you meant by writing down your values in your journal? Well, writing down your values, it's more what is important to you in your life. So um, if you, you value honesty in your, in your relationships, that yeah. would be one. Uh, friendships, um, you know, any, any kind of connection, any of your values, um, judgment and so forth. And you, and you have to re really pick your top values and reflect back on the relationship and think chances are that wasn't working in some way in a relationship. So you have to work from your values and you want to work forward in the future. So if you value traveling, like you said, yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to put that down on your list of values and and then maybe set up a goal for yourself. So, you know, that can be in the future for yourself too. And that's something to work at is uh, not only listing your values uh, and listing the things that you have going for you as well, all your good qualities and so forth, but also list your goals and dreams for yourself too. That mm -hmm. is very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like things that you want to do in life. If you're in high school, you're thinking about your future and all of the exciting experiences you're going to have. Um, on your own when you grow up or even now like even goals for yourself you want to take a course you want to join a team you want to learn a new hobby you yeah. want to um, really get out there and experience something different away from where you were before mm -hmm. um, and and with journaling did you find that there was times where there was healthy journaling and then unhealthy journaling like sometimes I, I, when I used to be angry when I was younger, I would, I would journal and it was like quite aggressive journaling. And then I had to rip it up and throw it away or burn it afterwards. Cause it was like anger coming, pouring out. But 
do you think that's healthy? And did you do that in your process journaling as well? Or was it yes. more just positive stuff? Yes. No, I did a little bit of both. I did some crazy person journaling. <laughs> <laughs> I can read now and think, oh my goodness, what? Oh, I even thought that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're getting out your anger in a certain way. And uh, like you were talking about, you want to, you know, some people want to get revenge on that person and so forth. And well, you know, it could be a a good creative outlet, like it was for me, just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, the execution, (laughs) you don't want to actually get into that. Um, You know, and you don't want to, you don't want to ruin your future by going down that road. So, um, you know, you can think about it, you can dream up weird revenge schemes and all, but you got to really control yourself on um on what you want to what you want to do but yeah. um you write it down it, it gets it out yeah. and it um, helps you process the emotion of uh, anger or regret of continuing on the relationship or whatever it is yeah but on yeah. the positive you know you want to look but you want to also look at um how you're responsible in that relationship and you know mm-hmm. was there anything in that relationship that you weren't doing uh, properly? Is there something that they weren't doing properly? And what can you really learn from it all? So you want to also think about uh, what, what did you learn from this? What mm-hmm. was good about the relationship? What was bad? Yeah. And um, then you have to make a promise to yourself to uh, learn and grow from that and, uh, you know, take it a step forward in your next one. Absolutely. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. We're still here with Janice Bondi talking about heartbreak, something we all, I think, experience at least one time in our lives, some of us more than others. Uh, I was just asking Janice what she... Uh, who she reached out to when she was going through her heartbreak. Did you have any mentors, Janice, that really were uh, instrumental in helping you or did you kind of keep to yourself? No, I have a a lot of good friends, which was nice. So um, uh, friends, friendship support uh, was a huge thing for me. Uh, Spent a lot of time talking with them and they're sharing their stories like we are right now. And uh, it kind of helped because it gives more insight to what happened. And it also helps remind yourself of, uh, of that you're a good person and you're worth being around. So. Absolutely. That's a, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's a very good point. I know when you were talking about journaling and writing down good things about you and things that you're proud of, that can be so hard when you're, when you're in a depressed or anxious place and, and you're dealing with something like heartbreak, it's, it's really hard to kind of see the positives in yourself. Do you have any thoughts on why that is for us? Is, is there any reason that you could come up with why, you know, like when you're really in the depths of, of a really sad moment in your life and you're really struggling, it's so hard to see even like a sun, a ray of sun on your face. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. Um, that's why it's important to um, reach out as well to friends mm-hmm. um, to help, uh, you know, they're reminding you of, of all your good qualities. And um, it is hard to think about, but, you know, uh, if you're kind to people, if you, you want to reach for anything you can, right? All the yeah. things, if you can't reach for things that you can't, that you, <laughs> sorry, that you can't uh, think about yourself, you can think about what you have to be thankful for as well. Yeah. So all the small things that, that you, you know, that you have in your life, um, those are things to be thankful for. And uh, you want to hang on to those and appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's something important to do before you experience that heartache is to have a list of things you're grateful for, right? Like even, even a vision board that has things that you're, you love about your life. I I think knowing that I I know one of uh, my mentors at a conference many years ago said, uh, you know, every single morning, no matter what's going on in my life, I stand up, I open my arms wide, I look out the window and I say to myself, how can it get any better than this? And he goes through three or four things that he's grateful for that morning. Even if it's something like I woke up this morning, I get to eat breakfast when there's people starving around, the, like these, these things just to appreciate it. And then when that, when those, when that tough stuff really hits you, you already have those things that you're always grateful for. And I, I find that so, so helpful. Exactly. And it also as well, um, you can reach out to other people and help them. Mm-hmm. So sometimes helping people also makes you feel valued because you can help others. And that's something to be thankful for too. Um, and it also reminds you of th- things that you don't have. So if you're helping somebody that uh, needs help in a way, you're visiting an elderly person that just wants some company and you know, that, that's value right there for yourself. 100%. And to, and to them as well, more importantly. So you've given us some great advice on what to do. Um, what are some things that you should not do when you're going through heartache? Okay, so um, that's a good question. Uh, I mentioned no contact um, on social media. Um, you don't want to um, get wrapped up in the negativity. And it's very, very tough to do. Uh, you don't want to do anything um, that's harmful to yourself. So using substances um, or looking for validation outside yourself. 
I mean, it's not your close friends and family, but um, like looking, looking at social media for validation of yourself or looking at uh, being promiscuous or uh, things like that. Um, well, you want to avoid all that in, in all, uh, all circumstances. Gotcha. That, that definitely makes sense. <laughs> and, and like um, you said, we talked about it before, the revenge plots, although, mm-hmm. although it's good for creativity outlet, um, <laughs> you never want to set yourself up for breaking the law or anything else like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of go off on, I, yeah, I know they have those like smash rooms now. Have you heard about those? So when you're angry, yes. you yes. like those healthy anger. What do you feel about those? Well, I did that at home. <laughs> I had some old china and I smashed it all up. So <laughs> it feels great. I highly it? recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen those rooms where they like literally there's like a a car and a bunch of dishes and things like that and, you, and an old broken table and chair and you just go in there and you just have at her with a baseball bat and there's yeah. something about letting go of that physical because your body does. I mean, your nerves they hold on to that anger inside of your body exactly. and that's contributes to the anxiety right and and some people say oh that's not healthy to smash things and you're just like yeah but if your body's like holding on to this toxin inside of you which mm-hmm. is heartbreak or anger sometimes it's nice just to break a few things and as long as it's not illegal and you're breaking some, someone <laughs> I think it's a much healthier outlet to to just smash a couple of plates of china and then maybe make a pretty collage out of them and like a, a decorative after <laughs> But you don't have to be breaking anything either. I mean, you can take it very physical as well. So if you want to do exercise or dancing or uh, hiking or running, um, I did, uh, I live in a tall apartment building and I was running up and down the stairs. Um, So you want to, you want to do something physical as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe get out in nature and uh, listen to the birds and smell the, the forest air or um, feel the wind on your face and the ocean air or whatever anything in nature is uh, is helpful as well and and what how do you think that people can avoid having their heart broken in the future I mean I think it's inevitable that maybe your heart will get broken but is there are there ways that you can prepare to have it be less impactful on you yeah, I think that being aware uh, of yourself and standing in your in your own self with your values is uh, is the key. So if you're getting into a relationship uh, in the first place, you want to look for those red flags at first um, mm-hmm. and don't ignore them. I think a lot of people do that. I've done it many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you do see the signs like when, when you're out of a relationship, you look back and you think, oh, I knew that that wasn't going to work when that person said that, or when that person did that, or uh, when that person made me feel like that. And you mm-hmm. see it right at the very beginning. So I think that you have to be strong within yourself and stand mm-hmm. up for yourself and say something in the relationship and then go from there. And if it isn't working and it isn't lining up with what you value, if, you, if somebody lies to you, Mm-hmm. and you know it's a lie and you believe them you forgive them and move on it you know in, in the earlier stages I mean that's those are red flags and they're not yeah. uh, not there to, to ignore so uh, look for the red flags uh, stand in your values and um, stand with them mm-hmm. absolutely I think understanding why we fall in love too is kind of helpful do you do you know why we fall in love like is there is there a reason why we fall for someone so hard uh, you know, that is a mystery to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is to most of us, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure about that, actually. I know it's a chemical thing. 
Um, Some people just bring up that uh, it's almost like an animal attraction type of thing going on too. Um, Some people, if you have issues in your life where uh, you feel you're lacking, or if there's any insecurities that you have, some people try, will come along and they will try to fill those voids in your life. Mm. So that's something to reflect on as well. So what was that? And that's, that's why heartbreak hurts so much sometimes is that person was actually just filling a void in your mm-hmm. life where yeah. you have to believe that you don't really need somebody in there to fill that void and you can do it yourself. Absolutely. hundred percent. I, I like that you said a chemical thing. Cause I know that part of it definitely is a chemical thing. Like there's pheromones or whatever it is that attracts mm. you, but your, your brain chemicals literally change when you're in love. And I think if people understand that it is a chemical thing, when you fall in love, part of it, at least it, it can also be the same for when you fall out of love or when you get your heart broken, it could just be the other person's chemicals changed or whatever it is. And I think knowing these things maybe makes it a little bit easier because it's like, Oh, you know what? It's just something else worked or somebody's chemical connection with this person was stronger than mine. And it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be, I don't know. I, I, I always try and rationalize things, whether that's healthy or not, but I think just knowing the science behind it sometimes kind of helps me kind of understand that it's okay. Cause it's just something that happens between humans. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and something as well is, is uh, weird to think about is that when you've broken up with someone, um, those chemicals are still there. So you still want them and it kind of runs like an addiction. So yeah. that's why you feel the need to be with that person. So for example, even if you're the person that broke up with the other person, you still feel the need to be around them and you still mm-hmm. really miss them terribly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and it, it runs like an addiction. You're addicted to that, that substance that, or, or that chemical pheromone that you have, right? You're, you're addicted to it and it's in your life and you feel like you want to go back. And that's also a, a, a good thing to remember is if you've broken up with someone, it's uh, important to be honest with yourself and uh, really stand. A lot of people get back together with their ex. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'd recommend not to do. <laughs> <laughs> Many experiences, you know, it just goes back to the same problems that were there before. So unless you're really planning to both work on your issues that, uh, that you had before, it's really not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I love that you talked about filling a void too. I think um, I know that I've been, when I broke up with someone that I was still in love with and he was still in love with me, it was because that he kept, he was going through a lot in his life and there was like a six month period where he was just really not in a happy place. And he said, oh, you're the only thing that makes me happy. And that's when I realized that it was an un, it had become an unhealthy relationship, whether we loved each other or not. Because yes. it was like, if, if I'm the only thing that makes you happy and keeps you going all the time, uh, I'm just filling a void. And it's really not maybe love. It's more of a, oh, this person, you know, feeds me and helps me get up in the morning and makes me laugh. But they weren't pursuing any of their own dreams or goals or or, or uh, trying to deal with whatever they were going through in life just because I was kind of like a crutch, almost like yeah. I was filling that void. So totally. I think that's a really important thing to recognize that if you're holding on to someone because they do something for you that you you weren't able to do for yourself sometimes it's better to pull back figure that out for yourself and then be able so you compliment each other right how do you feel about that is that a healthy relationship in your mind yeah no that's not a real healthy relationship I mean that's um that that's a really good point because all of these points are you have to remember that the other person has their side of the story as well so if even if you didn't have a void that was being filled that person has the void being filled that you were that you were filling and they're on their own set of programs. So 
they they have a void you're not filling it anymore maybe and that's why they're looking for something else so it might have nothing to do with you and Mm -hmm. that's something to remember as well easier said than you know said than done when you're thinking about it but (laughs) yeah totally so if you if you or any of our listeners were noticed that a friend was going through a breakup and maybe they weren't reaching out, do you have any advice on how you could you or our listeners could help a friend try and deal with their heartbreak without being too in, in, intrusive on what they're going yeah, through? Yeah, well, you know, if your friend's going through heartbreak, you just have to remember to be especially kind with that person. Yeah. And uh, remember that that person is going through a lot of pain and actually really needs your help. Yeah. So if you can spend time with that person, and uh, remind that friend of yours about what kind of good qualities they have and, uh, you know, list them out and tell mm-hmm. them, hey, you know what, you're a great person. Look at, look at this. You're really good at this sport. You get good grades. You, um, you're very outgoing. Uh, people really like you. Uh, you you want to list them all for them in, individually. Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to ask questions about how they're feeling as well and give them the opportunity to talk out their, their issues. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, you know, when you're in high school, you're, you're limited to the amount of things you, uh, the amount, what kind of advice you're going to give that friend, but um, the listening really helps. So uh, you might want to make them laugh. Yeah. Um, and take them out of the darkness that way. And uh, you want to keep company. So um, do an activity with them. So go for a walk, um, you know, just hang out and listen to some music or, um just hang out with them go roller skating yeah um help them, help them start up their new hobbies or or whatever else it is yeah for sure um and uh, you know what there's an exercise that I encourage teachers to do um that have students in their classroom it's a really neat exercise where you have like a bunch of little pieces of paper like say you have 20 kids in your classroom and you you cut up 20 pieces of paper for every kid. I know that's a lot of work teachers, but bear with me or, or even cue cards or whatever. And you put, uh, you hand them out to every single person in the room and you ask every one of your students to write on, on an individual card, one thing they like about everybody else in the class. So each card, for example, would have one thing for one person and whether they're friends or not, they have to write something that they like about them. So I like the color of your hair. I like how hard you work. I love your giggle, things like that. And then the teacher collects them, make sure that there's no bullying, goes through them all and sees all these different compliments and then puts them in an envelope. And a week or two later, when everyone has forgotten about this, hands that envelope out to the individual child at the end of the day so that they can all of a sudden see 20 strangers complimenting them or people that they thought didn't like them or bullies complimenting them and giving them something that they like about them. And it's a really great exercise because it's so many young people think that they might have only one friend or no friends, but there's people that like things about you. And I just think it's such a great exercise. I know that that's been done in some classrooms and people have held onto those Mm. cards for years and years later. Um, yeah, I, just, I think things like that, preemptive, <laughs> are great. Yeah. I, I was just reading a Julia Roberts quote that said, I wish I was a little girl again, because skin knees are easier to fix than a broken heart. And I love that because even Julia Roberts has had her heart broken and it hurts like hell, everyone. And it's okay because we all go through that at the same time, right? So it's important to remember exactly. that you're not in it alone, even though it feels like it at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's weird to believe that, you know, some people don't know what to say, mm-hmm. um, uncomfortable. So if you're go, going through heartbreak and some of your friends don't know what to say to you, um, you know, just remember, they don't know. <laughs> so I had, um, you know, 
uh, I had some friends say things to me that um, didn't really sit very well and I couldn't understand um, why they would even say something like that and um, not very comforting in any way. So yeah. I think a lot of people don't know how to, how to deal with that. So just remember to be kind and remind that person of why they're, why they're wonderful and why they're your friend too. Absolutely. And I, I remember a little bit ago, you talked about like self-care. Um, I, some people think that it's selfish to kind of take that time for you to, but I always say, you know, if you're not making yourself happy first, then you're a grumpy, angry person sometimes. And that pushes forward to your family and your friends and every other aspect of your life, your work and everything. So it's really important to be selfish once in a while and have a self-care kind of like action plan, you know? So it's not just, oh, I want to cry and eat chocolate, but it's also, I'm going to get up, go for a walk, get some exercise, come home, have a bubble bath, listen to my favorite music. Do you have anything that you did that was part of your self-care plan uh, when you were going through your heartbreak that you want to share with anyone for tips? Yeah, you know, I, I did a lot of, uh, I did a lot of self-care. I went for a lot of walks. Um, I couldn't listen to music, actually. I always thought, you know, listen to these heartbreaking uh, songs and so forth that I could relate to would be good, but it actually did not work very well for me at all. I would just be crying all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I went out, got a massage, uh, manicure, uh, walks. Again, spending time with friends really, really helped. Um, I went for drives, um, you know, different things for museum. I went to help a, a couple of people, went to go visit people in the hospital, um, things like that. Um, like I said, journaling, but it's important to take time to yourself before you heal, because if you don't heal, then all of the same issues and the same insecurities and the same hurt uh, will be going forward for you in other relationships. You know, and I think there's a trap that a lot of people fall into. Um, I think a majority of us make this error, in my opinion, it's an error. but like, when you when you're single, you hang out with your friends a lot, and you connect with people and you do more activities like with other human beings where you get to know other things and learn other things. And as soon as some people get into a relationship, they all of a sudden don't have any time for friends, family, any of the other activities. Like you all of a sudden glom to this person and you're so full of joy. And, and I think people like stop. I I know I've had some girlfriends at the moment they've started dating someone. I haven't heard from them again until they break up. And then all of a sudden they need your shoulder. And I think one lesson that I've got is always cherish the friends, even when you're in that love thing where you don't want to leave their side. (laughs) for months and months at a time take that time out because those people are going to be the ones that are with you throughout it all right did you did you do that at all when you were in any relationships in your life because I know I have too (laughs) oh I have for sure I have for sure and that's why it's important to check up on all of your friends whether they're in a relationship or not um yeah and and it's important uh how to avoid it in the future uh stick to your your hobbies and keep your passions going don't let the relationship take over everything of who you are Remember yes. to stand on your own as well as um, have someone special by your side. Absolutely. And I, I also like that you touched on um, allowing yourself time to grieve. Like it's a normal human emotion, a normal human yes. thing that we need to, to grieve and be sad about something. And that's okay. And stop stop trying to say, oh, I'm strong. I can push past this because that's just pushing it down deeper into the, the dark recesses, Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, so and um, yeah, it's important to heal. And a, a lot of people might um, might think, okay, well, forget about that person. I'll just get another person. Yeah. And then they just jump onto an into another relationship without yeah. healing that hurt and learning 
what happened and what went wrong in the other one before opening yourself up again. And that's just also setting yourself up for, for heartbreak too. So that's something to keep in mind. You might want to wait a little bit before going out on another date. That's a, that's a really good, a really good point. I think a lot of people do that. They just jump automatically and see how, who, how quickly they can get with somebody else just to fill again, it's filling a void, right, Janet? Yes. Yeah. You want to, again, you want to stand on your values and you want to stand in your, in your own self um, mm-hmm. and be strong in that before you want to bring anybody else in there. Absolutely. And, and to recognize that heartbreak is a real thing. It's also known as broken heart syndrome. From This is from doctors. The symptoms yeah. of having a broken heart are similar to those of a heart attack. Like your heart actually expands and goes through uh, cardiovascular stress. So it it's not just you. You're not thinking uh, it's too crazy or putting any pressure on yourself. It's actually your body trying to figure out why this chemical connection has been broken too. So Janice, yeah. I have one last question for you. We have 30 okay. seconds before the end of the show. Tell me if you had 30 seconds to make the entire world sit down, shut up, and listen to one piece of advice you had to give, what would that be? Just stay true to your values and you're going to be okay. Thank you very much, Janice, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. If anyone wants to connect with you, what is your Instagram handle? It's uh, Lipstick Letty. Awesome. And I'll have that in the bio for everyone along with Janice's uh, information. Uh, Thank you everyone for joining us. Thanks Janice for being our guest and see you all same time, same place next week. Thank you. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.